Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And on this episode, we are going to talk about what we've been thinking, playing, and doing board games. And we're going to review one feature game. And Ryan, let us know what's going on with that, man. Sure. So we are bringing in the Metal Meeples and Beer Viking himself, Rob. Past Hello. guest, past guest Rob, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Great, great. And Good. we are going to be. We brought him in because he's been digging and loving Marvel Champions. Oh, yeah. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on Eighth Street in Saskatoon. They are the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada. And they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories, amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We're going to go straight into what have you been playing, thinking, and doing board games. And uh, Ryan, um, uh, we'll get you started with this one because we're going to get you talking about the, the, first of all, it's a real cool episode because Rob's here to talk to us uh, about, uh, about a review game. And you were formerly here to talk to us about uh, uh, Lord of the Rings Journeys into Middle Earth. I think I got that right. Yep. Did, I but- did I butcher that title? No, no. Journeys in. Journeys Middle in. Earth. That's it. <laughs> Not journeys See, of. I got problems with my grammar. Huh? Um, uh, <laughs> but Ryan, um, uh, you start us off because uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna have a giveaway. Yes. So a little game that I got to play recently and have been playing quite recently um, has been Fort. Uh, the 2020 release by Grant Rodiak and published by Leader Games. And probably most notably is the art by Kyle Farron, which is absolutely amazing. I love, love his art. Um, So Fort, uh, if you don't know what it is yet, um, you've probably been hiding under a rock in the board game community because it is a fantastic little (laughs) deck builder that has, that has come out now. Ford, I would say, hasn't done anything very revolutionary in game design. But the way that they package this game together has, has, is, really, is really quite something. Um, what draws me into it is the theme of Ford. Uh, you are a whole bunch of little kids. And what you're doing is you're kind of like playing with your friends and building a fort and playing with toys and eating pizza and... You're just trying to, you know, compete with the other kids in the block to see who's friends, who can be friends with who type, type deal. And uh, it is a deck builder. So you start off with a hand of cards and it, slowly you are going to be recruiting. I think they ter- use the term recruiting. I can't remember what exactly what it is, but uh, new friends to come and play with you. 
which I thought was thought was kind was was just kind of neat. And every card that is in the game has uh, two actions on it. There's a uh, a private action, so an action that only you can do, and also they also have a public action. So when I play this card, everybody else at the table, all the other friends, rival ah. friends, um, can um, copy that action. And all the cards have a different suit on them. They think there's water guns and uh, oh, now I'm like skateboards and books and a whole bunch of other, there are all these different suits. And what you do is you can beef up these powers by playing multiple cards of these suits. So like one day, like, oh, this one, you can get uh, one pizza for every skateboard that you've played this turn or something like that, or toys, or some sort of, and then there's other mechanisms in there, like there's a tree house, where you can tuck cards under your board, and now you have that icon permanently for the rest of the game, so when you go to beef up your actions. Um, really enjoyed this one. Uh, one I, I really like the following, the follow the leader, kind of like the quote unquote mm -hmm. follow the leader aspect, public actions. And also there's this neat one where after I've done playing my cards on my turn, all the cards, usually in a deck builder, all the cards you didn't play or didn't use, they kind of just go into a discard pile. But the ones that you don't use in this one go to your front yard. <laughs> and now those friends, because those are the friends you didn't play with, now they can be recruited by the other rivals you of the neighborhood. You play somewhere else. Yeah, you didn't play with me. I'm going to go <laughs> play with Ian. Or I'm going to go play with Norm now. Yeah, and that's a, uh, that's, the most interesting part about that game, I think, I think that's what sets it apart from other deck builders is that you get a hand of cards and you, you're going to play one, but then or you got to keep in mind the ones you don't play could get taken away from you. Right? Which happened so, in our game lots. You guys kept stealing all of my friends. Absolutely. <laughs> so I had, but that kind of also led, like I didn't win the game, but uh, also it kind of like it thinned out my deck. A little bit so it was kind of like you guys were culling down my deck for me which was also kind of neat because there's a bunch of different like even though it's very simplistic it's got a lot of strategies that you can employ like do you find combos do you go for one suit do you go for two suits now is this a long game or is this like a filler kind of thing mm. or can it be I, a good evening of, of you know no, well I, th I would say a, a, a typical game probably lasts about like 30 to 45 minutes oh, okay yeah, it, it, it's, it's on the shorter end. Uh, when you're learning, it's probably like that 45 minutes okay. um, to an hour mark. But uh, once you get going, kind of get it rolling. Like Jen and I will play a two-player, and it takes us maybe a half an hour. Cool. Cool. The downfall is that the pizza tokens don't look like pizza. They're not pizza-shaped. <laughs> Bugs me. I don't know. Now, now I kind of want, because they, they, they're just hex, they're hex-shaped pizzas. And now I want to create a board game cafe where I serve hex-shaped pizzas. <laughs> totally. <laughs> It'll be a very niche kind of thing. Um, uh, Ian, what, do you, uh, what have you been uh, playing, thinking, doing lately? Well, I, haven't, I actually have not been playing very much at all. Um, and that's okay. We played, yeah, we, I talked about Machi Koro already. <laughs> no, it's not. I've talked about Wingspan a lot, and that's really all we've been playing. So I kind of was looking at my collection the other day, and I need your guys' help. So Ooh. I was thinking, build more shelves. Okay. Unlike sorry. Ryan, I don't have shelves of shame. When <laughs> I get a new game, I play the new game. But I do have expansions that I still have not played. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to list the expansions I haven't played yet. Game show. 
and you guys are going to tell me which ones I need to get to, which ones I, I need to start playing. Okay? All right. Mm. Okay, so the first one that popped out to me is I have the El Grande big box, and it has two expansions, two big expansions, one that um, gives you a new deck of action cards, and the other actually adds a second map, a North America map, uh, or a new world map, I guess I should say, mm-hmm. um, where you can actually go send your meeples over there to get stuff. So they kind of seem weird, but I've, I've, I've had that big box for a while. I've never played the expansions. I've got Concordia Venus expansion, Ooh. which Ooh, yeah. makes it a team game, I believe. Um, so I guess that would be situational. You'd have to have the right number of players, but I have not played that yet. Um, the Imperial Settlers Amazons expansion. There's a whole bunch of little things in Kingsburg. I don't know if you guys yeah. Play, yeah, you, have you played the Kingsburg expansions? I had the second edition one with all the expansions in there. And, and, Same and, with me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's I played, fantastic. It's, are they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> there's, there's a whole bunch of like little mini ones, right? Um, I kind of like the new characters that they add. I, I kind of want to play with those. I've got, I have not played the Riverfolk expansion for Root yet. Mm. And I have, I still have the Mother of Dragons expansion for Game of Thrones oh, that adds man. Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, yeah. So sounds what are like my we, priorities, guys? What should sounds I like you need first? to have some game nights oh, when yeah. this yeah, pandemic no is over. Uh, Rob, Rob, you, you take first crack at this one. You're the guest. It's an easy slam dunk, the Riverfolk expansion for Root. Uh, you mm. have to get that going. Um, Root's one of the best games I've played over the last, I don't know, three or four years. And uh, that expansion and every expansion since has just made the game that much better. And uh, yeah, the fact that you haven't played that expansion, let alone all the other ones, oh, you need to get on that. <laughs> is, that the one that, is that the one that has a solo in it? No. Solo, no. No, you, okay. you're thinking of the clock, the clockwork. Oh, expansion. yeah. Okay, sorry, my bad. Yeah. No, yeah. No, this it, just has if I had to pick, <laughs> that's the one you want to go with yeah. for sure. Like you got the otters and the, the lizards. lizards. The lizards, yeah. yeah. And uh, the lizards in the original expansion. So depending on when you got that, were kind of broken. Uh, okay. They they were horrible. Um, then they came out with a bunch of print and stick applications so you could you could cover up certain fine tunes on their, on their stuff. player board yeah yeah so depending on when you got it it might be fixed it might not but yeah watch for well, that for sure well ryan you you ordered me the upgrade kit would that yeah. take care of that issue yep yeah, yeah that upgrade that yeah. that upgrade kit had the fixes in it there okay you go. see there awesome. you go i think we ryan and i don't even need to talk about it but i would say <laughs> if i was to throw in my my two bits in there i, I would say uh the kingsburg yeah yeah, because you've already said that that's like one of your, you know, I think it was in your top fifty, and uh, so yeah, if you if you haven't had a chance to add those uh, periphery, I would say have fun with those for sure. Yeah. Ryan, um, yeah, I have to concur with Root, the Root expansion. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's it I is fantastic, but I I am intrigued because you're the only one so far out of the three of us that um, has kind of like wanted to add in those expansions to El Grande. I and know. Uh, I, cause I own the big box as well, but I have never played with the expansions same. as well. Yeah. Same. And so I'm kind of interested if you do end up 
getting El Grande to the table someday soon. I want to hear about the expansions. Well, why don't I just invite you? <laughs> <gasps> I'll come with my hazmat suit. And then you suit. can try him with me. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, I'll, I'll show, I'll show up with my hazmat suit yeah. and plastic gloves, and <laughs> yeah, I, these I'm these are all conditional. I got to get to them once we're ready to go again. But cool. Yeah. But, but you'll but you'll be prepared. You've read up on the rules, and you can teach it properly, and yeah. with with no mistakes, right, Ian? That's right. That's how it always goes with me. <laughs> all right rob uh, this is a bit short notice but do you want to talk about something that's hit you that's hit your table lately because I, I i mean on twitter we follow you a lot and right. uh, you're <laughs> you're regularly knocking stuff out on the table yeah um well obviously a game we're going to talk about here shortly i've played a lot of over the last uh, couple months but uh you know a series that i i got to late um which i've now become somewhat obsessed with is all the unmatched um oh, and in particular the jurassic park one the raptors versus muldoon uh i can't uh get enough of it it's it's a game <laughs> basically from my dreams at uh, jurassic park growing up being my uh favorite film and being obsessed with dinosaurs as a kid and things and this this game just uh i had to have it and it was the first one i bought was this one and it was i think the fourth or something yeah. like that in the series and yeah i played loads of it against my wife and my kids and then we went out and bought all the rest of them and we've been mixing and matching and playing but just yeah the unmatched series is super good and i'm way late to the table on those and so that's been that's been pretty big other than uh than the marvel champions cool obviously. i'm i with great guilt i have to say that it's sitting right behind me and i've yet to put it on the table Ooh. It's so good. It's the, the, the system one. is simple. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, the system still is the same relatively yeah. Yeah. throughout, and the mechanics just work so well. It's it's simple and easy, and just chock full of strategy. And uh, the art's great, and just the the theme comes through, and it's 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 awesome. The it's the awesome. one that I I mean, like we were talking about in uh, in another episode about upgrading and and getting you know, the, the, the periphery stuff is, uh, I want for this one, I haven't even played it yet. And I want to get the Bruce Lee expansion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> just, just so I could stand there opposite someone and go. Right. Totally. Yeah. Just, that you little... can take Bruce Lee against a pack of velociraptors. Right. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. So I yeah, I was going to ask, is, is this the one where you can, you can mix and match Absolutely. the, the yep. different sets together? That's kind of yep. crazy. You can create some cool combos. Right? Didn't they yeah. put out a, a, like a, a, um, like a English, old English? Like cob yeah, it's called Cobble and Fog. Fog, and it's that's got, it. Um, it's got like the Invisible Man and, yeah. and Jekyll and Hyde and all these cool old school. I thought, yeah, I thought it was a literature kind of. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Um, uh, well, I'll, Brian and Ian will have to, uh, you know, in that, in that theoretical future where we get to play board games again. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, and, and considering that fact, um, uh, what I've been uh, playing lately, um, Aeon's End Legacy. Mm. I kind of figured um, this is a single player solo legacy as, you know, as much of them can be. Um, but uh, I absolutely, I keep, I keep pumping this game up to everybody who loves deck builders and, uh, and uh, like Ryan, you've yet to have a chance to play this. And I think Ian, the same with you. 
Um, Same with me. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's such a great system. I think what different this game, how it differentiates itself. Not even talking about the legacy yet, but but the deck building part is that uh, what's atypical is that you never shuffle your deck. You just flip your deck over and reset it and run your deck that way. And and you are able to build your deck the way that you discard which cards go into your discard pile to be flipped over and reset. So just that, that program, like that card programming aspect has never entered a deck builder before. So no. you're not only are you deck building, but you're deck programming in, in when you buy certain things from the market and when you, as you feed your deck, because you could have a run of just, you know, gems to buy market stuff and no spells. Um, so just to quickly get into what Aeon's End is, it's a cooperative game where you're all playing wizards and you're all protecting one town. And there's always the big baddie that's that, you know, like it's it's such I think the reason why I've gravitated to this game so much is that it reminds me of all the video games I grew up with in the 90s where you just get to the boss monster at the level you get to the boss. Well, this one is you start off at the boss monster and it starts to kick you in the teeth immediately and um so how aeons and legacy is um so far what i know kind of five games into it is in the regular games you just get a character that has a special ability that has this uniqueness to it um and all the the the, the mages um uh, are are pretty are pretty kind of like different in their own ways in their own aspects but the legacy is that each time that you beat a boss monster you get to upgrade your character differently and your board starts to get i think i noticed that there's six slots of unique development that you can put your character through so by the end of it you could have this really cool unique Maybe it's a healer or, you know, like a monk healer or you're, you know, you have this, this wicked fire mage, right? Um, so uh, when it's all said and done, the whole game is basically ready to go with, uh, with all of the other Aeon Zen material that you can just interchange. And they have such a great concept of variability with this game. So that's, um, for me, that's what's been on the table lately. And that's what's been pulling my focus is, Aeon's End Legacy. That sounds very interesting. Oh. Why did I think this was a space game? I don't know why. Maybe the art might have drawn you to that aspect because it's got very kind of sci-fi-ish looking monsters, that's for sure. Hmm. But um, yeah, yeah. I, this like is... that. I like that fact that it's, uh, you know, you don't shuffle it. You just kind of, how, yeah. how, how you're putting the cards into the discard pile, then you flip it over. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that, that, that's pretty unique. Intriguing, yeah. That's and I knew that would pull your your guys's interest because it's that whole programming. I mean, you hmm. could be like, I could afford this now, but considering the program development of my deck, it would be such a weird anomaly to put this card in the middle of this system of of discards that I have. There's just it's a lot of interesting decisions that you you are overlooked in any other kind of deck builder. I think that's what pulls my focus to that one at least. Cool. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. 
Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture, and we're going straight into a unique perspective of our reviews, because usually we all kind of have our own fun reviewing a certain particular game. But this one is the magnitude and the grandeur and the universe of this game is so large that, uh, that uh, what drew me into the idea was, was continuously um, seeing on Twitter uh, Ryan and Rob going back and forth about their their ongoing adventures in <laughs> Marvel Champions. So Ryan, why don't you introduce our guest and introduce why we need to talk about this game? Sure. So we have invited Rob from Metal Meeples and Beer again onto the show to Thank talk about guys. to talk yeah. about another fantasy flight game oh, yeah, that's because right. I, I, yeah, that's right because I, I think that, <laughs> i think this is our jam lately um well this is because they're uh, we, we we need to get sponsored by his fantasy flight at some point in time. <laughs> tattoos <laughs> tattoos <laughs> yeah there we go yeah. <laughs> pretty funny so yeah so uh i noticed that rob had been playing a lot of uh, marvel yeah. champions uh around the same time that i was also playing a lot of marvel champions and i just thought <laughs> you know what, if we're both kind of in this groove right now, let's invite him back on the show and then he can share his, <laughs> his perspectives about what is happening because people have, people have just listened to our show, our previous episode. Um, Marvel Champions snuck into my top 20 games of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, much to Ian's dismay because it's such a new game. It's so new, how dare it's you? It's so new. <laughs> but I think, I think it's, it's, it's got something pretty special going on. Mm -hmm. uh, with it um, so yeah so I guess I'll go back to the back to the thing here we are talking about Marvel Champions the card game it just came out in 2019 by Fantasy Flight Games and it's designed by Nate French Michael Boggs and Caleb Grace um, and some of those names have appeared in other final uh, Final Fantasy I, I did it <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy dun, 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 Flight dun, dun. Um, living card games because this is the newest iteration of their living card game uh, Fran mm -hmm. uh, line lineup of games uh yeah so marvel champions it's been fantastic so if you don't know what a living card game is um living card games are they, they usually re uh, release a, a base set of cards and scenarios and then what they do is they kind of hook line and sinker you into buying some more <laughs> content for the, for the game, as then like in this case, they are releasing regular hero packs. So like the base game came with, um, oh, was it five heroes? Yeah, they came yeah. up with I yeah. Iron Man, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, and She-Hulk were all in the base game. And now you can buy other packs, like now you can buy Captain America and Hulk and Doctor Strange and Black Widow and Cap, uh, not Cap, uh, Miss Marvel. You can buy all of these, and then new ones are coming out regularly. What else do you get in this base box is you get a whole bunch of villains to play with. And then in the base box, you get Ultron, uh, Rhino, and the Claw to, to play against. And, oh my goodness, Rob, where do I start with this, all this goodness? Oh my goodness, I know. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, this game took me by surprise. Um, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't know how good. I, 
I was late to the game again with this one. Other guys were playing it a lot, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get into it, sure. Because um, in the past, I'd played, you know, Netrunner um, and uh, the Lord yeah. of the Rings LCG. Yeah. And, um, loved them both. Um, and I just, you know, I knew this was going to be cool. I just didn't know how cool. But, uh, yeah, this game is, is special, like you said earlier. Um, it's 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 i think the easiest of all the lcgs i've played to get into so number one i think that's one thing it really has going for it once you get the learning curve out of the way and i mean it's kind of contradicting myself but like there's a small learning curve but once you you understand the learning curve uh this game really just starts to roll for you and uh it's just you know plug and play take one villain in or villain out and put in a different one and the same rules kind of apply and any of the special rules for that particular villain or hero are just right there on the card for you to read so i mean it really doesn't take much to get into this game and it it uh it's addicting and (laughs) and it's marvel you know come on and it's it's just the theme at first i thought the theme was a little okay um not weak i don't want to say the word weak but it 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 was hard for them to suck the theme up and out of it i found in in the first few um it it felt fine but but once the uh the rise of the red skull expansion came out and you actually had a story arc to, Mm -hmm. to start at one end and go to the other i thought it just started to steamroll through and then oozed theme and you actually were playing through the story and and um it, it's yeah. just scratches so many itches for me um great so like uh, yeah so let's, let's get into that a little bit because I'll, I'll get into a little bit of how the game plays here so when you decide you're going to choose a hero um let's say i'm going to choose uh spider-man spider-man's got one of the pre pre-built decks in the ba- in the base game so when you pick a hero um that hero's got its own set of um, hero cards. So like there, when I choose a Spider-Man, there is a separate small Spider-Man deck that I need to include those cards into this, into this deck. But then what else you get to do is you get to give that hero an aspect, which I thought is really kind of cool here. So there are four different aspects that you can give a hero. You can give them leadership, protection, justice, or aggression. And that kind of dictates kind of like the style that you are going to play that hero. Um, obviously like if you give a hero aggression, he's going to be all about dealing damage and fighting and boosting up your fight, your, your fight skills, um, which is really, really kind of cool. Um, if you give a hero protection, that's where you are trying to, um, avoid getting damage and protecting your allies and protecting the other people and trying not to take damage or let the villain, um, with bad, uh, bad stuff. Um, you can give them leadership, which um, allows you to play like a whole bunch of different allies and lead more people into into the battles and kind of like modify other people's um, abilities a little bit. And then there is, what's the last one that I haven't said yet? Uh, justice. I haven't mentioned yeah. justice yet. And that's the, old, that's the one about um, not necessarily dealing the damage, but there's another uh, side to the villains, which is the schemes mm-hmm. and removing threat and taking away threat from his from their schemes yeah um 
yeah so that that's on on the scheme part there i think that's the cool one of the coolest aspects about this game is that you have two different avenues in which you can beat the villain right like you can um or i should say he he can beat you in two different ways and you have to be watching that he can either uh, bring your hit points down to zero or succeed at his scheme and you have to watch both of those um in order to to win the win against this any particular villain so I, I like that aspect of it a lot the scheme and thwarting rather than fighting you know is it's it's neat uh, the balance between the two yeah because then also your heroes they have their alter ego side so like there's peter parker so you can be a part of the game you're playing as peter parker and then magically in the middle of a battle you are now spider-man and now you have a different ability on that other side. So when you're in Spider-Man mode, um, that's oftentimes where you can do a lot of more Spider-Man-like things, and the hero's going or the villain's going to attack you. But if you're Peter Parker, you're probably not attacking the. Uh, you can't attack the villain because you're Peter Parker now. Mm-hmm. And now uh, the villain's not going to attack Peter Parker, but rather now now the villain has an uh, ability to now add more threat. To his uh, side scheme, his schemes, and his scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the deck building aspect of Marvel Champions. Like this is what I think where you mentioned this is kind of like the easier one to get into. I would I would totally agree because um, you you take a hero, you find him an aspect, mm-hmm. and you build a what is it forty to fifty card deck. Yeah, I think they recommend forty because then you you know the cards you want come up uh, more often than you would otherwise have if you had a 50 card deck um but yeah it's it's and uh, you know on that note the deck building you don't even need to i mean the the decks that they the heroes mm-hmm. come as are pretty well built to begin with they obviously leave out some cards so you have to go buy another deck to grab the better cards to put <laughs> in with, with that that particular hero but i mean you can play with those heroes right out of the box every one of them i've bought and played right out of the box just as is and have been successful with them without modifying them in any way. And then you can just, you know, modify them and make them even better, um, which makes you have to, you know, move on to, to take on the, the villain in, a, in the, to the second and third levels. But if you're playing on the, on the lower levels, you can play with those guys right out of the box. So that the simplicity is, is there for sure. Yeah, that's a good thing too, because the villains that you're going to face, they come with a standard mode. Like yes. a, kind of like an easier standard mode, but then you can increase the difficulty of them and go into like expert or even heroic exactly. uh, modes too. And that, that, that's where the deck building is going to come in. So, exactly. a little, so a little bit more about the gameplay, um, what you're going to be doing with these cards that you've now built your deck with is now you're going to be taking all these actions. And the top left-hand corner of the card is going to tell you, um, so if it says two on it, that means you're going to have to spend two resources in order to play this card. And where do you find these resources are in the bottom left of the card. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of three different resources that you can play. Um, you just need to have resources, but the card text might say, well, if you played this card with a strength resource, you get something better. But if you don't play with strength, well, you still get a benefit, but maybe it's just not as good. So you're also, so all the cards in your hand are the action card itself or they can be used as resources, which I kind of find, I always like that multi-card, multi-card um, 
multi-use cars as aspect of these of these types of things. Um, and you're really trying to be really efficient with those with those cards because um, yeah, because you don't want to like just say, oh, I got this really good card. Do I hold it? But don't let it clog up your hand. Oh. You gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be efficient with what you're playing. Like, don't be afraid to just like discard a good card as a resource, because you probably have multiple copies of it in your deck, and it'll probably come up. Yeah. And on that note, like I, I kind of made it, you know, a goal of mine on every turn to try and empty my hand, um, and and to not fall for that. To like, oh, this this is such a good card, I can hold on to it for one more round. That was never worthwhile. It was no. always worth burning it to get another card out if you could. So it's, yeah, it's <laughs> such a great system. Yeah. So then, uh, so everybody at the, ter- at, the, at the table, if you're playing with multiple players, are going to take their turns. And then the villain finally gets to take his turn. And this is where the bad things are going to happen because he's got a deck of cards that you've constructed at the beginning. And he's got all these encounter cards, which are never anything good for the players. They're either they're either beefing up the the villains where he can do extra damage to you or add more threats to his schemes, or he's um, attaching minions. Now he's sent out his minions against you. Now you have to fight the minions before you fight the bad guy. And yeah, lots of the not so good things will happen during this phase. But that's where the that's where the interesting and you can kind of get into like a little bit of like a storytelling mode yeah. at this point. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'd like to add, if I could jump in here, Um, with my limited experience, but because of my design brain from education, is that all of the villain decks, what I'm noticing now, have a unique way of manipulating what they're good at or what what their strengths are. Like with the, um, with the, the Green Goblin scenario pack, um, I'm just loving the way the alter ego flips the yeah. card where it's just like, do not flip back. Do not, fl- oh, you, oh, now I got to change, <laughs> change my process in order to get the enemy deck where I need that enemy deck to be. So I, I just, uh, I, I just wanted to, from my, my, you know, little kind of quirky um, design side, I thought that was so unique differently than in Lord of the Rings, which I have, mm-hmm. right? And I thought that that was the way that they smoothened out the enemy attack phase as compared to the Lord of the Rings. So my apologies, Ryan, I, I cutting in yeah. right here. No. Yeah. So what you mentioned there is you mentioned the green goblin pack yeah. and that, that that's, that's another one of these LCG things that they're going to be releasing these scenario packs. I have to add in here that the base game of Marvel champions has extraordinary value in yeah. it. Absolutely. With the five, with the totally. five heroes, the four, the four aspects, and the three villains, and then also what gets shuffled into in a villain are these um, um I forget what they call them, but those side encounters. Mm-hmm. So like there's like bomb scare yeah. or like these side these other side scenarios that you can also intermingle with the villain. So there's a bunch of variability already that you can just construct with this base, this base box and oh, explore yes. this system. So whenever I say, um. Jeff has been saying that this game has been flying off the shelves at amazing stories. Um, Cause I've been recommending people just go buy the base box. Mm-hmm. You're going to get so much <laughs> out of it. And, <laughs> and, and, and then, and then let, let, let the junkie fever hit. Yep. But, and it hits hard. 
I had to like I played with this base box for two days, I think, and I had to run out and grab everything else I could find to do to be <laughs> in this game. And I now have everything. Uh, I haven't played the uh, the Kang expansion yet, though. That's the only one I haven't done yet. But uh, yeah, I've done everything else, and oh my goodness, I could just I could go right now. <laughs> just talking yeah. about this makes no. me want to play it right now. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escape's escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. If I, if I could jump in, um, Rob, you're talking about how um, the Red Skull provides a narrative campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm still seeing in the scenario packs, I'm still seeing a really interesting kind of minor narrative develop every time that I play, right? So it, For sure it's there, yeah, for yeah. sure. It just, so it's, I can't imagine it really what this red stings. skull is like. Oh yeah, it, it, this is where the game really comes to life and, and you know, hits its stride is in this uh, expansion of uh, a campaign style literally flipping the pages through a comic book as you're playing through the comic book. And um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the small packs do have their, their story and everything. It's, it's not huge, but it's, it's good. Yeah. But this, this campaign, especially for the first one that they released, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, it makes you want to go like, all right, let's get to the next page. Let's flip it over. Let's set up again. Let's get to the next uh villain because they literally you're just like knocking one villain over and the other one's standing there looking at you saying like now come at me you know ah. and then you're kind of regrouping and being like oh no it's him now what do we do and, and then he he throws all these different scenarios at you like oh yeah you think it's going to be that easy nope because of this this and that like good luck right and then yeah. and then it's that five times you know all in this one box and it's and you just you know some of them i got through the skin of my teeth and then other ones we got lucky and were able to to handle it but um it's it's really good and that's absolutely where this game is singing and i cannot wait for them to release more i know they're doing a a guardians of the galaxy uh themed one coming in february yep yeah in february yeah and uh oh yeah i cannot wait i I was curious how this was going to roll out and how this was actually going to work and yeah they they hit a home run with it for sure yeah so like with me um i've mentioned in the past there um i, I like i like the way that because i'm an arkham horror um yes. fanat, fanato and so and the big thing about the arkham horror thing was the, always the big the, the big story and the way that every scenario felt different i think there's doing really well with that in this game that every scenario pack that you play through or every scenario every villain they do have something completely different about them and the way that you're going to go through that and I like that this fact because it is a comic book based um, franchise and IP that you're thinking. I like it that I get because that's what you do when you read a comic book is you're making up those in the in between panels. You're making up that story and what's happening in there. I'm doing that while I'm playing this game. And it's like Rhino's charging at Spider Man, 
and he's about to attack me. But then I play the backflip card, and I imagine yeah. that, that Spider-Man's backflipping out of the way, and now he's going to hit him with these web shooters. Totally. And I play the web, and I play the web shooter card, and I'm creating that narrative just like how I was reading the comic <laughs> books. Absolutely, and I, I I think the, the in the little the little flavor text that they're giving on all the cards, mm-hmm. like Hulk smash, and he deals like 13 <laughs> damage. Totally, like it's it, it, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, when I when I think of like a Marvel game, so if I'm gonna buy a game that's a Marvel game, so I haven't played this one, but I'm gonna want a game that makes me feel like I'm playing the Marvel superheroes, and it sounds like this game does that. Oh like yeah, just what you were saying, Ryan the fact that you actually can see the comic panels working, even, even the little details where they're their um, hidden identity, like Peter Parker, and then they're Spider-Man. Even those little details kind of make me think, well, maybe this is that, is, this seems to be that game, hey? Right, because you borrowed um, Legendary from me. You never, got, never actually did get to play it. Now, Legendary is a different beast um, compared, to, compared to this game. And I think I get... I do get the the comic book Marvel feel out of Champions better than I do when I play Legendary. Legend- not to knock, not yeah. to knock Legendary. Legendary is a great game in in its in its own, but this one immerses me into the uh, into the story of what's happening in a particular scenario. Yeah, better. Le- Legendary feels like a team manager, and this feels like feet in the boots. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. So where, where, what, uh, what stage are we at? So let's, um, let's, let, let's start, let's start offering some of our opinions about this, about this thing and working, doing what we like to do. Uh, we like to go outside in. Um, this was a very um, not typical fantasy flight release of a living card game, because this was a much bigger box than they, than they, torp, than they normally do. And they actually gave you an insert. <laughs> to, 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 to hold to hold some cards now yeah, it's not the great sure it's not the great <laughs> now it's not the I'm greatest still trying to insert. figure out what it's for but yeah <laughs> so yeah it wasn't the greatest insert but it was the fact that they they i don't know they tried and we just passed <laughs> <I tried>. it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah totally here's an insert but it might yeah. not fit your cards i'm not sure but yeah, yeah so it's like what i'm doing right now because i also own that uh, red skull expansion so right now in my base game boxes, I have all the heroes and all the aspects in my base game box. And I still have the original insert. And now in my Red Skull box is I have all the villain scenarios mm-hmm. inside of it. So now I've, it's driving me nuts that I have a two-box system. But uh, there's going to be so many cards that are coming out here that you're definitely not going to fit everything into one well, I, I think box. Ian and his Dominion collection can be very appreciative of the growing scale of what you got. True. Right. True. So, uh, but, but, and, and they also went with the fact that some of these other living card games, um, if you want like the full deck building, deck construction feel, you would have to buy multiple core sets and multiple core boxes is what yeah. they can. But, Marvel Champions, you do not have to do that. No. You get no. everything you need to make all the decks possible with just one core box, which was great. I'm, I'm fan, finally thankful that they finally did that. Yes. I, I, that's what I like the most about it because with the Lord of the Rings game, and I'm not, I don't come from a magic background and I don't come from a Dragon Ball 
right? You know, like the, the, uh, that other Your CCG, of, the CCG side. So the deck building part does not appeal to me. I just want someone to give me a deck. It's like, I got time to play a game. Give me a deck. Let's go. <laughs> um, and, um, so the Lord of the Ring that took a little too much research for me, but this game is awesome. It's just like, take your yeah. hero, take whatever angle you want, justice or aggression. And then, and then is it, do you feed one more? Is the basics, I guess. Yeah, yeah you can feel, yeah, you can feel that the, with basic cards. Yeah, and then cards, you can, yeah. and then you build it up from forty to fifty. I mean, it, it gives you such a very, very kind of a fine-tuned uh, uh, range of of kind of getting that building aspect. But you're building domains rather than card, you know, individuals kind of thing. So yeah, and, and Rob it, and, and Rob nailed it. Um, these hero packs that you can buy yeah. um, are come pre-constructed. And they are good. They are really good. They are. Like I've just been playing. Um, I've been playing Doctor Strange and Hulk as a team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my my Doctor Strange Hulk team. Just their base. Um, like I haven't modified their decks from the start from what they came when I bought them, and they've been wrecking the town for me. I've yes. got I've, I've got their combo kind of. I think at this point, I think I've got it figured out. And uh, the Red Skull campaign finally introduced its, its, its challenge to me when I got to later in that campaign with it. But uh, you can play those decks, and they're really good straight out. The Captain America one is really good right out of the, right out of the box. Um, the one that I found underwhelming, maybe because I haven't found out the playstyle, I was underwhelmed with Miss Marvel. Um, haven't, hadn't really figured that one out yet, but... Uh, is this the is this the part where we talk about like our, our favorite our favorite combo or our favorite because uh, I want to hear what Rob's because I've I've just been seeing across the board you you've been experimenting with all these combos and um, yes and, uh, <laughs> I want yeah because uh, I I need some I need some experience here so I've been all over the map um, <laughs> you know I've I've tried. Uh, lots of different uh different scenarios um but uh as ryan pointed out um hulk smash hulk smash and <laughs> diggity doctor strange together are a gong show good even <laughs> just right out of the box like he said and to be and to be perfectly frank i think editing doctor strange to be better basically makes him broken i think he's too good <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I actually recommend playing with him as is out of the box or else you kind of just cream everybody you come up against. Um, but like you said, getting into the uh, Rise of the Red Skull, I didn't use them in there, but I imagine that that would uh, make Doctor Strange have a few complications, but all, all the rest of the, uh, the villains kind of fall to him in no matter how he comes out. Um, but the two I played with, through uh, the Rise of the Red Skull were the two that came with that expansion. So Anna Marie, my wife, took Spider-Woman and I took um, Hawkeye. And uh, Spider-Woman was the first of the heroes to have two traits uh, mm -hmm. to use. So she's, she's oh. pretty cool in that you can use uh, two, not just one. And uh, I think my two favorites so far, even though I think Doctor Strange is super cool and super good. I think Iron Man and Hawkeye are my two favorites for, for um, 
theme alone. Iron Man, um, he's basically useless unless he puts on his suit. And so you have to spend your first couple turns collecting the parts of his suit and putting them on and using whatever you have. So if you grabbed, you have two gauntlets on, you can use them but that's all you can use, right? Until you get your helmet and then you get your boots and then you can fly and do all these different things. So it's very thematic in putting his gear together. Um, so you start really slow, but then he, he comes together and then he starts to really, you know, be Iron Man and, and uh, just start destroying people. And same with Hawkeye. It's a, very, it's a similar kind of feel where it's very thematic, where he has his bow as is one uh, object he has and same with his quiver. So you can stack his quiver with arrows and use them as if they're in your hand and then you can use his bow to fire the arrows and then you can tap or i don't taps not the word but either way you you can use (laughs) engage engage or whatever the word might be and you can get your bow back and use it again to fire another arrow so it's like it's very thematic that way you feel like you're the guy pulling arrows out of your quiver and shooting them and and Iron yeah, Man. That, those are the details that are exciting me. Those right. <laughs> I thought you were gonna yeah. like that. I thought you were gonna like yeah. that. So those two in particular, uh, I thought were the coolest so far that I've really liked. Uh, that I've connected with the most. Sweet. Yeah. So. So um, what heroes um, come in the base box? It's uh, She-Hulk, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel. Uh, Iron Man and Black Iron Panther. Iron Man and Black Panther. Black Panther, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Black Panther yeah. also is is similar that way too. You have to put parts of his suit together as well. Yeah, and then he has his like he has a card that's called Wakanda Forever, and he kind of gets <laughs> he kind of gets all of his kind of stuff back. Yeah. Again, and he can re, he, and he can reuse them. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. It's so, weird that they didn't put a one of the big villains in the base box though. Like when uh, I think Marvel, I think Ultron. I guess Ultron's yeah. pretty close, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess he'd be the biggest one, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, like, make, there's no X Men yet, is there? No. No, but there That'd be are huge um, when that happens though, right? They're, they're, they're thinking like the next year is gonna be kind of like more cosmic. So they're thinking like Guardians of the Galaxy is the next campaign expansion coming out. So I think there's gonna be a, a Guardians of the Galaxy run for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're gonna kind of go do a little bit more cosmic and then I th- there's been teasing. But I think that there, there's going to be like late next year, they're going to start introducing some like mutations and X-Men into the, nice. yeah. into the mix. <clears throat> and on that note, a uh, feeling I get from playing through uh, Rise of Red Skull, it all focuses on the um, reality stone. Uh, mm. And oh. I have a feeling that they might be a larger taking connection. the different yeah exactly i think they might be using all these different um, campaigns here. on maybe the six different stones and then at the end having a giant box having something to do with thanos at the end as far right. as a marketing aspect that's brilliant I, yeah I, 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 that's I the feeling totally i get yeah 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 but then like you said they could do a, a mutants box they could do uh like a maximum carnage box uh which oh, would be yeah. crazy story arc to do right oh um, do they have the punisher out yet one, one, one thing that I think that they would be really easy and I think they would do fantastic would be a Sinister Six. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Think would, these would, are would, all would, things, right? Like these are going to happen. Like They're going to do all these things. It'd be crazy not to. Yeah. yeah. This is the yeah. game that should have been called Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. Um, back, back to the kind of like the thing. Um, when you're learning this game, 
Mm-hmm. Like when you're learning how to play. So like I learned this straight from the rule book or sorry, fantasy flight rule books. <laughs> Pearl. Yes. <laughs> yes. They have their, they have their learn to play, which I believe does a very good job. The learn to play guide does a very good job of taking you through um, the Spider-Man and Captain Marvel, yeah. I believe are the two introductory yep. decks. Yeah. Agreed. And then they have their rules reference, which is all you really need after you read through the learn to play. You just need that rule reference. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a book, but like this one was one of the like I said, Rob has said this, and I have said this before. This was the easiest one to learn mm-hmm. out Absolutely. of all the other LCGs that are out there. Like Arkham Horror's got a pretty steep learning curve to it. Like it's got like timing windows and action windows, and when can I play this? When can I not do this? There's like ten steps to like the doom phase. Like this one cleans it up a lot. Like when you're in your hero phase, yeah. when you're in your hero phase, these are the things you can do. Boom, boom, boom. When it gets to the villain phase, these are the things that happen. Boom, boom, boom. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Yep. Like, like Ryan, remember the uh, episode ago, I talked about the idea of cognitive load, where you have to have so much information in your head in order to play the game. Lord of the Rings has a lot of cognitive load as mm-hmm. compared to Marvel's. Marvel's I just have to flip. I don't even anymore. I mean, I just pick it up and go, Oh yeah. Okay. This is how, this is how it goes. And I'm into the game immediately. I can't do that with Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. I have to go back and I have to relearn what the process is. What, what are all these little, you know, all the little side fringe rules. There's so there's a lot of Ram that I have to preload in my head to play that game. Marvel. No, man. It's just, you slide straight into it. And like Ian, like you were saying, you're not just managing the team. You are, you slide straight in like Iron Man. When, when Rob, when you're describing Iron Man, I remember playing the first time and, and getting that realization going, oh, this is how this guy works. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? you got He's got to get his stuff on. So right away, I knew what to do. I got to start getting, you know, paying for these these, you know, upgrades, and then I can like unleash. So basically it was like, I have to spend money and I have to survive and I got to flip back and forth until, until the suit is done. Right. So yeah, I, that's, that was brilliant. Brilliant. Love it. Most cognitive load. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, like I was saying, and all these effort scenarios that are coming up, they, 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 they don't complicate the system. It's just that, that the, new, the new scenarios just have the, – the villain has something new that he's bringing to the table and how you're going to defeat him. Um, Rob said he hasn't, meant, he hasn't played the, 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 the brand new one, the Kang expansion. Which oh, have you done does, one? Which does change the game quite a bit. There it is. He's holding it up right now. Because <laughs> it's got a scenario – so you have to go, you do have to go through all three levels of Kang. There's one, two, usually it's just a one, two mm-hmm. or a two, three, but Kang's got a one, two and three. Oh, is that right? But, Ooh, okay. but his level two, you don't know what you're going to get because there's so many different versions Ooh. of Kang out there. And what <laughs> happens is that your team, if you're playing multiple player, your team gets split. So one person's doing this version of Kang, but at the opposite side of the table, another person's doing a different version of Kang. You cannot work together anymore. Now you're oh. solo against two different versions of Kang. I love how the theme is just like meshing perfectly, man. Oh yeah, because that's, that's what Kang does. Yeah, He's the yeah. time traveler. And yeah. now you've been, you've been sucked with him. So one person's doing one, and then, and then once both of you have completed, 
then you get to come back to present day or the, I can't remember if it's present day or future. Wait, are, are, we are we giving Rob spoilers? Are we giving Rob spoilers? Oh, no. It's all good. I've I've heard a lot. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many different versions of the ver of the of the second one that you don't know which one you're going to get. And the, right. from what I from what I looked there, so, and like the Wrecking Crew, we haven't talked about the Wrecking Crew. It's just a it's a straight up a scenario of four villains that you're all facing at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. They're all four big bads, and they all have their own deck of cards that they're going through and stuff like that. And Norm's had mentioned he's already mentioned the Green Goblin. Yeah. And he's yeah. got two scenarios in his yeah. pack, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, you get yeah. a lot of. I mean, for the what you're paying for the the gameplay and the story, I'm loving the, like the price point. Right? Oh yeah. You can't beat Wait, it. What, if you're buying one of these hero packs, like what are we looking at for a hero like pack? Fourteen bucks. Okay. Yeah. And then and a then, scenario uh, pack is like twenty. Yeah. Yeah. These these villain expansions. I think this was yeah twenty. I think. And. That's yeah, I mean, can, that's Canadian. So American. Canadian. That's like a buck yeah. twenty five, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And then the Red Skull box was like I think like forty or forty five dollars mm-hmm. yeah. or something like that. And he, and he that was the, the best game, value. What's the what's the I think sixty five? Yeah, the base game. And yeah, it's right. yeah, the five heroes and four villains. And I mean, just yeah, it's the price is right on, right on. And I gotta admit, like the base game for that price point, I've played that game enough times for me to know that it's like, oh yeah, it's it's gotten its value completely. If I'm looking at the game from that economic perspective, it's like, oh yeah, I've got I've totally got my plays out of this game and I haven't even scratched the surface. Right? Oh gosh, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I on that note, I already feel like I've got more than my money's worth and I, I I'm yeah, exactly. I haven't even scratched the surface here. I'm going to be playing this for years, you know. And we're also said we haven't talked about the, the game. Like the, a, a game um, doesn't like if you're playing a low player count. Like if you're playing it solo or even two player, a game doesn't take a long time to play through. No, no, like forty five minutes. That is one point um, that's worth noting. Is the higher player count, the longer it takes. Oh yes, because it's so this this game can play. Mm-hmm. You can play up to four, I believe, um, and I think you can play more into the future. But uh, I played games with four, three, and two, and yeah, the games at four at four are drastically longer. <laughs> so that's it, I mean, it's still fun, right? Yeah. But it's if you're looking for a short game, you want to keep it with yourself or with one other, basically. Right, because you get the... it done in an hour. And what Rob's mentioning here is that because the villains' uh, hit points scale yeah. with the number of players, yeah. so usually they it's like skyrocket. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's because like it's like some of them are like twelve per player. So like if I'm playing right. solo, that guy's got twelve hit points. Well, if I'm Captain Marvel or the Hulk, I'm dealing with that in one turn. Mm-hmm. But if it's a four-player game, well now four times twelve, forty-eight hit points. Well, that's a much different beast yes. that you have to strategize and, and put together. I could see it uh, being very distracting staying with that whole narrative if if you've got this downtime where like if when I played solo Brian you described it perfectly I'm like dropping the 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 comic panels as I'm playing right yep. if I have to sit back and watch someone else do it I, I'm sorry but my my ADD is going to kick in and I'll be I'll be elsewhere right so two two players are really good sweet spot with this one uh taking yep. two two heroes yeah. Yeah. A team of heroes to go to going against the bad guy. It's a lot of fun. I don't think. Well, I would play this three player. I probably would play this three player. I definitely would not play this this max count. 
Yeah, it's just I would rather play something else with four players. Honestly, it it just it takes away from the game. I guess, like you said, takes away from being engaged with this game. So it's yeah, you're sitting there watching the other people do their thing, and then it it takes a a 45 minute or an hour game and turns it into over two hours. You know, so like it's it doesn't need to be that. Just stick with two or three if you have to. Yeah. Yeah, the the, hey. the component the components you get are pretty good too. Like you get the, like those little turn dials. Oh, yeah. they're great. Or, yeah, yeah for, for tracking your hit points, you get the little tokens to track the threat and the hit points of some of your allies and everything. Uh, the production value was 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 great overall. Agreed. Absolutely, uh, the artwork that, too, right? Like yeah. it's super super well done. I don't know if this is pulled from comic books or not, or if this is done for the game, but it's very comic book. It's got right? a like, very cool vintagey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Vintage-y. yeah. I yeah, like color and then choice to it. Some cards not the will have a, necessarily. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and you know, some cards will look like from the '90s or the yeah. '80s, and then some will look kind of relatively new style. And just yeah. It, yeah, it's all over. It looks just it's just great, fantastic. Cool. Hey, so awesome. uh, I wonder what I wonder what our conclusions about <laughs> <laughs> Marvel Champions. Gush, gush, like gushing. <laughs> Yeah, like I mentioned, it's in my top 20. I think it ranked right now around 18 on my list. And this is definitely, as long as the, the, the content stays consistent and mm-hmm. engaging, I like it that, um, so like my the earlier heroes, um, the earlier villains are the challenge for those earlier heroes. But when these newer heroes came out, they kind of wrecked through the, earlier but now but like i took my doctor strange hulk deck against kang well it, it changed that dynamic because once they got split in the yeah. kang scenario well hulk is not very good at dealing with schemes mm-hmm. and like basically and, zero <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he's got a smash or nothing yeah yeah so so and then that and then doctor strange the way i built his deck is that he's not very aggressive and dealing damage and so they were kind of put in their two world worlds and i was like Okay, this is the first real test for the uh, for for the for the two doctors, in in my mind. Maybe this yeah. was not, but the, that team was wrecking through all the other stuff. So I like it that there is not a guarantee. You will have to play around with it a little bit, yeah. and you're going to get that. You're you're going to get that value and variability out of it. Don't get used to the one combo because there are probably going to be scenarios that you are not going to stack up well against. You're going to have to revisit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a top shelf game, obviously. Yeah. My conclusion is very similar to yours, and and the easiest way I'm going to put it, because I'd mentioned that I had Lord of, that I have Lord of the Rings, is that uh, Marvel basically, as much as I adore the IP of Lord of the Rings and and everything about it, uh, Marvel just kind of uh, gave it a shove right off the top shelf, and and just like let's switch spots because. Yeah, not that it's cracked any of my like. I think I think it made my just below my top fifty, but it's just because I haven't played it like you guys have. But yeah, this one is definitely kicking Lord of the Rings out of the way and taking its spot. So yeah, I'm quite happy with this one. Rob, Ian, have Ian, have we convinced you to buy it? Oh, here's the big push. You've convinced me to consider it. There we go. Well, we'll take that. We'll take for it. a teacher. Oh, that's a sword what, 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 for a teacher. Yeah, yeah. I don't. What, what, get, what, what do you found intriguing? Yeah, I think 
Like, well, like I had mentioned before, if I'm getting a Marvel game, I want it to feel like the Marvel characters. And I think that that, that this hits that. Um, I like the idea of the packs that I can customize my game. I can kind of pick and choose what heroes I want to pull in. Um, and yeah, like I don't get, I don't get games based off of properties very much, only the big ones that I really love, right? So like I have a Lord of the Rings game and a Star Wars game, but I never really found that Marvel game yet. I thought maybe it was legendary, mm-hmm. but it's kind of sounding like maybe this is it. Yeah. So, yeah. It, which, yeah, it's kind of funny because Marvel doesn't have like a it. doesn't have like a lot of games. Like it doesn't have a lot of board. There's no breadth at all. Card no. games. Not uh, like Star Marvel. Wars or yeah or Lord of the Rings. I got I got to look I got to look that up because yeah. I don't think I've seen. But they this have is, um, the Crisis Protocol um, right. that I've I've wanted to try. I, have, I haven't tried it, but that looks pretty cool for cool. as far as well, I that, that that's a min- miniatures. That's a miniatures yeah. based yeah. game. Yeah. Well, before we get distracted, Rob, what do you? What's your conclusion? I mean, your conclusions are quite obvious, but what yeah. what do you want to stand? What what pedestal do you want to stand on with your conclusions here? I'll stand fairly high here. Um, it. Uh, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna take a little bit from each of you, Ryan and Norm. Uh, so for Ryan, yeah, this game has come easily into my top twenty. I, I don't. It, even closing in on my top 10, I would say, um, in a very short amount of time, because I mean, I just am obsessed with it. It's it's simple as that. Um, But also for you, Norm, I also have a huge soft spot for Lord of the Rings. And it's it's a difficult (laughs) thing for me to- It hurts. It does, it does really hurt. But this is just a, sadly or not sadly but simply it's just a better game or an easier game to to just grab off the shelf and play so i gotta give it the the nod there and uh yeah lord of the rings is gonna be sitting for a little while right it's like especially if this content continues to come out every like every last friday of the month or first friday of the month or whatever it is that they're doing like if they keep going and going and going like this, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to stop playing it. Like I, so yeah. far, every single hero I've enjoyed, every single villain I've enjoyed and their first crack at doing a campaign was a smashing success for me. So, I mean, kudos. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And I'm going to continue. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't think this one's going to bump Arkham horror for me yet. Yeah, but uh, if they, but if, like Rob said, if they keep this campaign, like the story of that Red Skull campaign, that was really good. Like mm-hmm. they they set the bar high for themselves off that first campaign expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's it's gonna take a lot to bump Arkham Horror, but this one's easily the second best LCG for me at at at, the, at this time. And I also cool. play like, and I also play Legend of the Five Rings, which is also oh, a yeah. very fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just I haven't tried that one yet. I, I just don't have the opponents to play with. Right. Because that's, that's a competitive LCG well, where you have yeah, like the Netrunner style, itself. right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, this uh, one separates itself hugely for me. I just, yeah. I can't believe I didn't get in on it earlier. <laughs> you know, it's only been like, when did I pick this up? In August, I well, think? Oh, my goodness. Ridiculous. But well, yeah. Ian, 
we're going to get you in on this one. Yeah. I was just, I, I, I just going to say, we're going to. Yeah, I was just say, how are we going to close this up? We're going to close this up by just, just making Ian just go get this game. <laughs> get this game, man. Jeff says he's got like, he, he's got like 20, 20 copies coming in for Christmas. Right on. And he's all fresh. He's all freshly stocked with all the hero and scenario packs. And you know what you could do, Ian? Um, I don't believe it's technically correct because you could get the Rise of the Red Skull expansion on its own. I know that it says like you need to use this little, uh, this little piece of the main one and this little piece from the main one. But at the end of the day, you don't. Um, you could just get that one and play through it. And you'd be missing a couple little side schemes here or there that would be otherwise included in the, the bad guy deck. But you could play through this campaign and just, you know, you'd, you, I think you'd really enjoy the, uh, the Hawkeye character. I'd, I'd like to answer this for Ian just because I'm getting to know him is that there's no way he would enter a trilogy in book two. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, have, well. I would have to start with the first one. <laughs> all right, all right. Did I get it right, Ian? You did. It's like, you don't go into the house through the window. You go in through the front door. So, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It could be standalone. And, it totally um, can. It, it yeah. just, you know, that it says it needs the yes. odd side scheme. But, but you need don't the need them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian, yeah, you got to get this game. You got Yeah, it. absolutely. Well, Ryan, one of us, one of us. Yeah, yeah. Sure here. Exactly. Um, uh, we're getting to that uh, that time of the episode, mm -hmm. Ryan. Um, I will. Uh, I would like you to have the honors in uh, thanking Rob and uh, giving him his time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Rob, again for oh, joining us. And my pleasure, guys. Awesome. Nerding, nerding out on another absolutely. Fantasy. <laughs> oh yeah, this is great. This is fantastic. I'm gonna as soon as we're done here, I'm gonna fire it up and play something here. I'm not sure what. But yeah, actually, I, actually, I got actually I got the uh, I got the game right out beside me too. So I think I might actually <laughs> play through exactly. a scenario. Exactly. I got it all sitting right beside me on the table here. Because so. you you because I saw you beat Red Skull. I haven't beaten Red Skull yet. Oh, you haven't. No, I haven't beaten Red Skull yet. I, I failed my first attempt, so he's I have to, tough. I have to, I have to do it a second time. But he's uh, he's tough. Yeah. yeah, I got super lucky in taking him down in my first try for sure. Uh, Rob, where can where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Metal Meeples and Beer. I also have a YouTube channel which I've not been on because I had a medical uh, thing where I actually had. Uh, um, my half my face was paralyzed for about six oh. months. So I, uh, I, yeah, it's way better now, but I, I've not been in video mode, you could say for the last six months or so, but, uh, that's going to be changing soon as I'm, I'm quite on the mend here. So I'll oh, have a lot more reviews and things going on on there, but yeah, my Twitter is my main thing, metal meeples and beer, and I give things away and stuff on there and whatever, but yeah, no, that's where cool. I'm at. Well, awesome. Um, awesome. If you've made it this far, as I always say, if you've made it this far, you've made it to the end of the episode, and we thank you very much. And Rob, once again, thank you. And thank uh, you guys. I think we're going to have to make this a, a, a habit of having you back. And Absolutely, anytime. Yeah, the yeah, what, what's the next? What's the what fantasy flight yeah, exactly. addiction? <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Cool. Well, um, uh, I've been uh, your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And we'll catch you later.
This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek, Guild number 3039. Thank you.